Welcome to another episode of Something Came From Baltimore. I'm your host, Tom Galker. And then tonight on the phone, I have the guitarist, Matt Miller, of the punk band, The Homeless Gospel Choir. I just want to mention that Something Came From Baltimore is a labor of love podcast, and I am such a music fan. I am happy to share these interviews with you. However, it's an independent podcast. There's just no revenue stream attached to this project at this time. Hopefully someday, but not today. And I'm reaching out to you, the listeners, to tip and to help support our efforts. It's Cash App and Venmos, and it's available under the name Thomas Gauker, G-O-U-K-E-R. And if you don't have the money, and I know I don't either, I know times are tough, subscribe to the podcast. You make comments, and then you rate something came from Baltimore, a five, please. It, what this does, it helps drive future advertisers to the podcast. I'm fed up, fed up, fed up by this analog Twitter feed. The Homeless Gospel Choir just released their new album, This Land is Your Landfill, on the AF record label. The Homeless Gospel Choir is a brainchild of Derek Zanetti, who writes about his mental health, politics, religion, and living in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, PA. Hazelwood's the press steel and factory town, which has seen better days. And so far, the town has no interest in redevelopment. In 2017, the Homeless Gospel Choir released their fifth album called Normal. And with their new release, This Land Is Your Landfill, there's a real band backing up Derek, and the sound is more sonic and contemporary. Take a listen to the first track on the album, Global Warming. Matt Miller, welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. We'd love to have you. How are you doing with this pandemic? How how are you handling it? Strikes and debtors. You know, um, my partner and I are staying busy. Um, I just started making, a, making some songs on my own, like a little, little EP thing to put out in a day or two. I'm trying to cook more and watch fun things that we've been meaning to watch, things like that. Um, that's about it. How about you? Uh, I work full time and I am so in love with not working. Uh, now I have the opportunity to kind of do what you know I'm into. I, I do this part time, but if I could do it full time, you know, how cool would that be? But also, um, like my hands are really clean, but I forget to take showers. So I have the cleanest hands and the dirtiest body. Once in a while, I have to think about, okay, <laughs> did I take a shower today or no? I can't remember. Kill basket. So you're catching up on your your videos. Uh, what's your thoughts about that bitch, Carol Baskin? <laughs> um, I watched that so fast. I watched that in like you know one sitting probably. Uh, I couldn't tear myself away despite my better knowledge. 
Um, I think that she had such a harder time than all the horrible men on that show. I think that's what I think about it. I think that's probably the the, the least of my uh, worries with uh, with some of those mothers on that show. You know. This Land is Your Landfill was released on April 24th. Obviously, you guys are aware that the pandemic was going on. And Did you guys have any questions about pushing it back later so maybe you have the ability to start touring right away? Uh, yeah. I, from what I understand, there was there was people like um, like on in the AF world and the hassle, like the labels to put it out. I think that like some people there thought that it would be a, a good idea to push it back um, so that it could make money when it comes out. But we were, Derek and I were like, I don't really have anything else to look forward to right now. <laughs> so we just put this out to say it's like at least like, at least that'll happen because all our tours, they all got pushed back or canceled. I guess one of the benefits at this point is when people go see you, they're going to be, they'll know all the words, right? So it'll be... It, <laughs> The, uh, a concert's sure. better when you can scream all the words right back to you. Um, compared to the other albums that you guys have completed, this album is definitely a full band. It's the songs are longer. Uh, they have that millennial na 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 like that that that's that's real popular. <laughs> and uh, I mean, sure. the, the commercial level has increased. And is that something you guys worried about, or you just are just trudging along going forward? Uh, um, no, I don't think we thought about it that way. It was different for me. Um, it was, it was, it was equally as challenging for me as it was for Derek, I think. Because I would throw, I would make the songs longer, throwing some weird chords, lots more metaphors and things like that. But then, um, but it was a challenge for me to be like, oh, that's right. These songs have to be like pop songs and they have to like have choruses and say the same thing more than once. It's interesting. So it was kind of, it was, it was fun for me to have to sort of step a little closer to the pop thing and then him step a little further from the, from the pop thing. And it kind of worked out well. In previous songs, Tarek is talking about having people uh, pilgrimage to Hazelwood and be a part of the band. Has anyone taken you guys up on that offer? I don't think so. I do have a friend from out here that does live in Hazelwood. I think that's coincidence, you know. Um, I don't think he, he joined. Uh, and he also did not join and uh, start a band with, with Derek. So hopefully that's not why he moved. Now, I notice you guys have a large number of Patreon members. And uh, since you guys are super indie, do you feel like um, you're spending a lot of time on your social media to get the word out? Or are you guys picking up momentum? Derek is pretty made for this sort of... Uh, live streaming, you know, it, he'll just like turn his live Instagram feed on and people can watch him eat breakfast and like, he still feels like he's doing something. You know, <laughs> you know so, like, He's like made from that sort of thing because he's always been like really everything about me is, you know, I'm an open book, that kind of guy. So yeah, I think that kind of, I think he's, uh, he's made for this. <laughs> he's on, he's online all day long. Anyway, even in the, in the van and stuff. So yeah. 
for somebody that complains about the internet in every single song on that record, he sure does spend a lot of time on the internet. <laughs> Derek is a sex symbol to men and women. How's he handling it? I love to, I love to hear that. You know, um, I think, I think what's nice, I think that he is comfortable in his own skin in a lot of ways, or at least he can be open enough to like not care about it. You know, that is funny. Let's listen to the first single, uh, Art Punk, from the Homeless Gospel Choir. You and your partner are working on the, the videos. Like, the, you just did the art punk and the other songs that are on it. Art punk, we're like, as this whole pandemic is starting to unfold, and it was all kind of happening whenever our release, like, rollout was going on. We were like, is this weird? Like, do we, do we really have to put out the I don't want to go out song during this? And, like, do we really have to do the, like, post-apocalyptic video? Wow. <laughs> we were like, damn, we really... We really called that one. What does the word punk mean to you? The, the word punk, did you say? Yeah, I mean, well, you're a little older, so I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm 54, so I went through the whole, you know, punk revolution where, you know, it was new and fresh, and, um, you know, I, I stepped away from it. I'm interested in, in great bands, and, and in some weird way, you guys are considered punk. I, I personally don't label you that, but the word punk is is maybe different now than what it was back then. And I'm just curious as to what you would define it as. Yeah, I, I think that, I think it's more, you, you might be right. It, it, I think nowadays, and as far as I've, I've always seen it, it's more of an ethos and a, and a, and a way of, uh, of living than it is a sound or a look. So, uh, and I think that like there's nothing punk about sounding like another band like intentionally sounding like another band or intentionally looking like another person at the show. So it's more of an ethos of just like you being who you are and knowing what's right and wrong and standing up for those things. And it's just a catch-all term to say the punk is changing and we are all, we can all say we're something. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the songs reflect Derek's mental health or his deep internal thoughts. This album does seem to have a less of that in a percentage uh, it seems like the the band is in more good spirits and good health. Does the band feel normal now? No, never, never going to be normal. I think that um, I think that because the two of us wrote the lyrics, it, um, it was it wasn't all the time as like dead-on personal as much as it was, like, a, a feeling that both of us could understand. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if, like, one of us would say something and then the next one had the next line coming up, you know, they would run into one thought. It was, it was a little more... It wasn't quite as, um, you know, dear diary. It was a little bit more, like, metaphoric and, like, a little more, like, symbolism and stuff because there were two of us writing. Sure. That I just wanted. Let's listen to You Never Know. My thoughts get heavy quicker now than they used to 
The days are shorter now than ever before. The cops are a killing and the oil rigs are spilling. Our shit president and his shitty children. You can never know who's lying to you anymore. That one was fun. Um, you never know. It was really fun. He just had to. All we had, he just had the first verse and those chords, and he would just, and that's all he had, and he just had it over and over again. And I was like, let's, let's run over So then we would just like, that was one that we actually wrote in person. He and I went and saw the Pixies, and he got me a ticket to see the Pixies in Pittsburgh. So we saw that show, and then I hung out all weekend to see how writing would go. That was the first one we wrote together. And um, it was like, okay, that part's cool. And then let's just go ahead and use like other like body parts instead of like I think it starts out with his with his feet or let's just start out with his hands something. And then um, so then we'd go over to his eyes and like other body parts and things, his heart. And that one was really fun. It was just like an exercise, and we just kept we wrote those songs like we wrote that like completely together. That was the only one. Let's talk about the song "Young and in Love." Start to feel like nothing. I start to feel like nothing. But yeah, he has most of that one. I think he has that arranged pretty, pretty much to go. And I just kind of, I just kind of played those guitars like that. And then we came up, I came up with the, everybody will take turns to say the like little coda at the end kind of idea. You know, like trade voices and stuff. I thought that would be like a full, a nice full band kind of feel to it and stuff. I like that one a lot. I think that one's really fun to play. Jesus save me from the Christians, money changers, dead of thieves, casting stones from stained glass castles. Give me something to believe. Religion's always a big deal with the band. Uh, you have social real estate and blind faith. And what's the band's philosophy at this point? Are we loving religion? Are we not loving religion? Is religion good? Is religion bad? Where are we at with this album? As a consensus, I would say that we are, none of us are very fond of the way organized religion can get their dirty little fingers in people, you know. And there's always good things about having faith in anything and anything that can help you out. But I think an organized religion is um, those sort of things. I don't think that they're always very good for communities. And I don't, I definitely don't think they're good for individuals. It's not accepting organic 
about the internet and global warming are politically charged songs, uh, especially about the the plight of our our planet. What's the band's overall thoughts on those songs? Um, yeah, that one's a pretty pretty much a mission statement. But we're not the most, you know, we don't have the cleanest hands. We get in a van and we drive hours and hours and hours, you know, and waste things too. And my friend Cody, who drives the van and like helps out with like tour managing and everything, um, gets water bottle after water bottle. <laughs> so it's like we're not the most innocent people ever. And hopefully that's in that song that we're we're also saying, you know, you know, we're one of fifty cars on the streets. Yeah, we I don't want it to sound like we're innocent of it because yeah, that'll be hypocritical. Matt Miller is the guitar player for the wonderful punk band called the Homeless Gospel Choir. They just released a new record, uh, This Land is Your Landfill, and it is on the AF record label. I thank you, Matt Miller, for speaking to me on Something Came From Baltimore. Yeah, thanks for letting me. Hi, it's Tom Galker, and I am the host of Something Came From Baltimore. Something Came From Baltimore is a words and music podcast, and it has famous and future famous artists, artists like Sean Jones, Rupert Holmes, Auntie Hammy, Joey DeFrancesco, Go-Go Penguin, Joey Alexander, Bucanti, Gerald Albright, Paula Cole, and Kat Edmondson. It's music that matters. It's music for your ears. Listen and subscribe to Something Came From Baltimore and be a part of that Be More music scene.